From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here, Rob Center's there, and in the studio with us now, movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. Welcome back, sir. I'm glad you're well again. Good morning. Thank you. Glad to be back. All right. Yeah, you had a little bout of the flu, and uh, are you back to 100% just yet? I am, yes. Okay. Fortunately. You said, you said last week you were so sick you didn't want to watch movies. I didn't have any focus or any attention. It's terrible. Oh, that would be, I can't even imagine so, such an illness uh, overcoming anyone. Uh, Mike McGranahan, ILC.com, his website. He's a member of the Critics' Choice Association and is uh, tweeting a little bit more the, this week than last week at ILC. His appearance sponsors by the Campus Theater Lewisburg. He's about to review one of the more talked about movies in a while, especially by the comedians at night, uh, Cocaine Bear. In Cocaine Bear, a black bear finds a huge load of coke that was tossed out of an airplane, eats it, and goes on a murderous rampage. Man, I remember the days when the biggest thing you had to worry about was Yogi Bear stealing your picnic basket. The film also has some human characters who have to escape that bear. They include worried mom Carrie Russell, cop Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and drug kingpin Ray Liotta. Some of them get out alive, others become lunch. Believe it or not, Cocaine Bear is based on a true story. Of course, the filmmakers have taken extreme liberties with that story, and thank goodness for that. The movie goes way over the top with the bear attacks, making them hilariously absurd and amusingly gory. Every time it seems like the animal might start to settle down, it finds more coke and ramps back up again. Seriously, Al Pacino didn't do this much blow in Scarface. I laughed myself silly at Cocaine Bear. It's an intentionally crazy comedy that won't win any Oscars, although maybe it should, but offers consistent entertainment. I mean, a bear eats cocaine and starts killing people. What more could you possibly want? On a scale of one to four, I give it three rolled up dollar bills. All right, well, they say drugs aren't good for you, so there's the proof right there. So <laughs> the bear will kill you. All right, so we're talking about this, if only because of the fun premise mm-hmm. of it. So that doesn't carry it very long once the film starts, but you say then they take over with good, good comedic action and killing and so on. Yeah, it's just funny to watch these different quirky characters try to outwit this bear and sometimes outwit each other. And there's a lot of just really silly lines in it, and of course the bear attacks. It's one of those things where it's gory, but the way they stage it is so over the top that you don't get grossed out by it. It's just kind of funny, and sometimes you laugh and squirm at the same time. So it's just a really, really fun movie. And a good pace. I mean, I saw the trailer, so it has a good pace there and some funny lines. 95 minutes. Okay. Perfect length for a movie like this. Doesn't belabor itself. Uh, 95 minutes with end credits. So it, it moves really fast. It's just the right length. Is it streaming anywhere? No, in theaters only. Okay, so just uh, and you gave it? Three rolled up dollar bills. <laughs> okay, there you go. That makes sense. All right, that plus uh, 18 more dollar bills. You can buy some popcorn at the theater. So, All right, so Cocaine Bear. A noteworthy performances. Are we going to be talking about anybody next year because of how well they did here? Uh, you know, it was nice to see Ray Liotta. Of course, he passed recently, and seeing him in this movie, he's very funny. It just made me realize how much I miss him. He really was one of my favorite actors. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be, uh, that is a, a legacy that we may notice
interested even more later. All right, we have some mini reviews for for your father. He gets a Kelsey Grammer fix if he goes sees to see Jesus Revolution. Yes, this is a fascinating true story that took place in the 1970s. Kelsey Grammer plays Chuck Smith, who is the pastor at this small California church. His congregation is dwindling, and by chance he meets a hippie named Lonnie Frisbee, played by Jonathan Rumi, and the hippie has decided that drugs and free love and all these other countercultural things are no longer providing substance, and so he and his friends have turned to religion. And the two form this bond where they Kelsey Grammer opens up the church to the hippies, much to the consternation of his more conservative congregation members, and the church begins growing as more people come, and it led to an actual Jesus revolution in the 70s. You remember the Jesus freaks, and this movie tells the story of how that happened. So it's a really interesting movie, even if you don't like faith-based films normally, this is a piece of history. They're playing real men. This stuff actually did happen. And I think it's a really fascinating look at that revolution. So I give the movie three stars. I think it's really good. Okay, so three stars, and that's at theaters? Yes. Okay, so Jesus Revolution with uh, Kelsey Grammer. Any other noteworthy performances or something else we'll be talking about from this? Kelsey Grammer is the real standout here. He's always very good. I, I like him a lot, and he's good in this role. And he gives a quiet performance. He's not always talking, but you kind of see this preacher's mind changing over time and saying, well, you know, these people love Jesus. My job is to expand the church. Maybe we should let them in. He preaches this message of love everybody. So uh, Kelsey Grammer, really good in this movie, and it's a very uplifting film. All right. Jesus Revolution in theaters right now. Operation Fortune. Mm Mm-hmm. Ruse de guerre, Ruse de which guerre, is French you. for uh, ruse of war. So this is the new action movie from Guy Ritchie, a noted action director. And Jason Statham is a secret operative who is brought in to track down what Hitchcock called a MacGuffin, the thing everybody wants, but it doesn't really matter what it is. And the trail leads to a famed arms dealer, played by Hugh Grant, and it's going to take a tricky way to get close to this guy. He realizes that Hugh Grant's character is obsessed with a Hollywood actor, played by Josh Hartnett, so he blackmails the actor into crashing a charity event that Hugh Grant's character is having and get close to him, and then the movie shows what happens from there. Aubrey Plaza is also in it as Jason Statham's tech whiz. Uh, I typically have not been a huge fan of Guy Ritchie's movies. I find them more style than substance. That's kind of true here, too, though, although Operation Fortune focuses much more on the characters and the interactions between them and their quirks, and I really like that. I thought this movie was kind of funny. It has some good action scenes, but just the scenes with the characters talking to each other and bickering with each other and trying to outsmart each other is fun. So three stars for Operation fortune, ruse de guerre. Uh, it's a fun movie, I think. <laughs> you see uh, in the trailer Jason Statham arguing with his, uh, I guess she's a supervisor or something of a crime, and uh, they're bickering back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> like front or back, you know, it was something like that. But anyway, they do a nice job on that. Okay, so that's in theaters. That's in theaters today. At, yeah, at that's at been delayed for a couple years. First because of COVID, and then because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. There are two 
minor supporting characters in this who are Ukrainian gangsters, and they felt that with the whole situation there, they didn't want to release a movie that portrayed Ukrainians in a bad light. So this movie's been delayed for a while. It's finally coming out this weekend. Okay, so uh, Jason Statham uh, char- in charge there. And what did you give it? Three stars. Three. All right, fabulous. Good. All right, Children of the Corn, please. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, this is the 11th movie oh based God. on Stephen King's short story in some way, shape, or form. And in 1992, Stephen King sued New Line Cinema to have his name taken off the movie The Lawnmower Man, which was based on one of his stories because he was so appalled by what they did with it. He should consider doing the same to Children of the Corn. Uh, this movie uh, takes place in a small town where the corn is all dead because the farmers entered into an agreement to put a special pesticide on it and end up killing the corn. And now they have to decide whether to take a subsidy, subsidy and just dig a big hole and throw all the corn in. Whatever. But there's two two bands of kids in the town who want to have a say in this. One is sort of the good girl who wants them to keep working on it and trying to make the corn survive. You can see the problem with this movie already. I'm talking way more about corn <laughs> this is really than good. I am horror. And then there's a little girl who worships an entity, a demonic entity that hides out in the cornfields, and she just wants to kill all the adults. So the problem with this movie is it spends way too much time dealing with what people are going to do with corn and not enough with the horror that was part of Stephen King's story. And at the end, it just turns into a gore fest. This movie is complete garbage. One star for the new Children of the Corn. Seriously, save your time and money. It is just pathetic. Okay. Well, I watched uh, probably about three quarters of the trailer wondering what's where we're headed here. Half mm-hmm. that stuff about subsidies and all, and that's not in the trailer. It's just, right. you know, little jump starts about the kids and stuff. Right. They're trying to hide that. And they never explained the girl and the demon or anything else. You know, the, the story was about religion and what can happen to people if they start to believe negative things in religion and how it can control you. And this movie is just dumb. <laughs> it's just about corn and then a couple people get killed the end. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's a Stephen King. It has to have the death anyway. So there's that. Okay. So Children of the Corn uh, won, and that's a courtesy one, right? Yes. You, you hate to give zero. All right. AMC's new popcorn partner, Walmart, I believe you said, right? Yes. Uh, between now and through next month, AMC and Walmart are partnering to sell store-bought popcorn. You can go in, you can buy bags of AMC popcorn or you can buy at Walmart or you can buy AMC microwave popcorn and AMC promises that this stuff is going to taste just like what you would get at the theater. So this is another way that they're trying to make money in the wake of COVID and how that impacted theaters, kind of branching out a little bit into a related business. But AMC popcorn will be hitting the shelves here over the next two months. And uh, somebody might say, well, that fails the who cares test for the rest of it. But is this, uh, you know, a AMC holding on, what they can do. Yep, trying to do what they can to hold on. And if it does taste like movie theater popcorn, that could put it above other brands. So there is a potential here. Right, yeah, they all have a unique taste, but uh, nothing's as good as the stuff at the theater. That's right. No doubt about that. All right, and finally, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Please tell me that the release has been moved to closer. It has. Uh, Only by two days, though. It was originally supposed to open April 7th. They bumped it up to Wednesday, April 5th to get a jump start on that holiday weekend. I got you. Okay, so Super Mario Brother movie's coming up, so that's good news for folks who've been following that series.
what will you see this week? Uh, going to be seeing Creed 3. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, and that's getting some promotion. We are hearing about that particular film. Definitely. Movie Mike, thank you so much. Thank you. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His website, aisleseat.com, and his appearance is always sponsored by the Campus Theater, Lewisburg.